Hey, hey, friend, welcome to this beautiful Monday. I hope you had a good and refreshing weekend. And I assume you are here hitting the ground running on this Monday, first day of probably homeschool for the week. And I know that you love homeschool, or maybe possibly you just love the idea of homeschool for your family, but you are questioning your abilities, saying, did I do enough? And thinking to yourself, I'm not meeting my expectations because I know there are certain studies, certain lessons, certain maybe curriculum, certain focuses that you want to take with your kids, certain activities you want to participate in, field trips that you want to go on. If that describes you just a little bit, today's episode is for you because you're finding yourself struggling with being consistent with your homeschool and you want to actually carry through with those amazing plans that you have. Let's talk about this today. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Here you are, maybe a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe a month or more into your homeschool year, and you're realizing and figuring out that every homeschool year is different. Guess what? That's totally normal. I didn't realize that in the beginning. And so if this is the first time you've heard it and you're feeling that, you are completely normal. It is what we see and what happens because everybody's a little bit older maybe hopefully a little bit more mature, maybe not. You've got little ones that are growing up. You are more seasoned as a homeschool mom. Even if this is your first year, you jumped in two feet into the deep end and you're like, yep, we are doing this. Just know that next year is going to be different. (laughs) So just know the struggles you have this year might not be the struggles that you have next year. But today we're going to talk about the number one question that I get even with every single year being different. And that has to do with staying consistent in our homeschool. And I get it. It's probably something that you personally are struggling with. Maybe it's something that you find yourself struggling with in other areas of your life. And so homeschool isn't any different. And maybe you aren't inconsistent in other areas. It's just homeschool. I think that these tips I'm going to give you today can apply to either way. And I was thinking about The fact that here we are, we're getting closer to the end of September and I have a fall garden. Well, I have a garden. So I planted this vegetable garden and you know how it is in the spring. Now for me, the spring doesn't quite hit. If I plant in April, it can be a little bit iffy. I can plant some things, but really it's May when I can start planting for real and really getting into it. And I am so enthusiastic about it. And I'm just out there. I'm weeding. I'm doing all the things so excited and you probably know where this is going. 
as the year goes, as the summer goes on, it just gets hot and it gets harder to be enthusiastic and to stay consistent. For me, I have found, I'll give you a little tip if you are a gardener, is that I set aside one day a week. I actually do it on Sunday afternoon. Just spend about an hour out in the garden. And I find that that really helps me to keep up with it so that the weeds don't get too big. And now when everything is growing and big and when you get to about midsummer, end of summer, everything's big. It does the weeds don't matter <laughs> because they don't get big enough. But I did plant a fall garden back last month, and these are all, all plants that will grow and will give us produce in the fall. And I'm finding myself having a hard time staying consistent with that heading out there on a Sunday afternoon for an hour because to me it's fun. It's something I, that I enjoy doing. But as the year goes on, I think I find it less and less fun. The novelty has worn off and you definitely know where I'm going with this now. And the same applies to homeschool. We can start off the homeschool year and mostly we probably do this every single year. I know that I have found myself too every single year jumping in and enthusiastic. We have the curriculum. We have so much. We are so excited. We've made all the purchases or we have the list of the books that we want to get at the library. And then as time goes on, it gets a little bit harder. This could set in maybe in a few weeks. Oftentimes it sets in for a lot of us over the winter, especially after the holidays. And then come the spring, it can definitely set in as well. So this is, we're going to be proactive. If you're experiencing this right now, this is going to be some good information for you to get yourself more consistent right now as you are either a couple days, couple weeks, or a month or so into your homeschool year but then tuck it in the back pocket of your pants or your sweatpants or whatever you're wearing, but well, there's no back pockets in those. But all right, just tuck in the back of your mind, tap of that instead and apply this when it comes to the winter and the spring when you're finding yourself struggling with consistency. Now I'm going to assume that you have plans for your homeschool year and you know how to carry through with this. If this is an area that you are struggling with, this is something that we do together and clarify your homeschool. Even if you come in with plans, we're going to work through those with a fine tooth comb and find out are those the right plans for your family for this homeschool year. So just know that that's where some major support comes in to you and your homeschool when it comes with the figuring out the plans and then knowing actually how to carry through. But I'm going to assume for today that you have that maybe squared away. If you don't, I'm going to see you over at Clarify Your Homeschool. Okay, friend? But you're just having a roadblock when it comes to, to doing it, to actually carrying through with it. This next statement might sound a little, I don't want to say controversial. I don't know. But some of you might just kind of take it the wrong way. So hear me out first. What I had to do was I had to tell myself that homeschool is my job. Now we're going to put job in quotes. Before I started homeschooling, as even from, a, from being a teenager, I started working outside the home. I started getting jobs, part-time jobs. And then after graduating college, I had a full-time job and I continued with that for a few years. We had children, decided to stay home. And at that point, I really, I really dove into motherhood. And I was like, this is my quote unquote job. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm devoting my time to. I'm not being paid any type of, I'm not getting any type of financial reimbursement for it. I am doing this solely, especially when you have a baby, when you have your first newborn even, and you are like, where is this going? Like, I feel I'm getting nothing. And they start to smile and you're like, okay, that's payment enough. But just that intrinsic 
worth, I guess I could say, that we get from just taking care of our children and we bond with them and we love them. And so we look at motherhood, I do at least, look at it as this is my job, this is important. If you had a job someplace that you had to go, and even now in your life, you might have a full-time job, a part-time job, you might have commitments, things that you have to get to at certain times. Now I'm not saying homeschool has to be a certain time, hold out here a little bit, but think of it the same way. You are committing to this. You have people counting on you, relying upon you. It could be your husband who's counting on you to actually carry through with the plans that you two have discussed or you've come up with. It's him trusting that you are going to put your time and your effort and you're going to give it your all and give it your best. And it's your kids relying upon you to prepare them for the world that they're walking into. This could be coming from an academic standpoint. This could be coming purely from a character building standpoint and everything in between. So here are my tips for you. The first one is that you as the mom need to reduce your distractions. You might have to say no a bit more. You might have to say no more often. You might have to learn how to say no because you have this commitment, you have this time frame each day that you want to devote and pour into your kids. And yes, we do that 24 seven. I know <laughs> we do that 24 seven and that lasts many, many years, but you might have to start to say no, it might be something little like putting away your phone, turning it off or turning notifications off or taking off certain apps. If you go back and listen to episode 140, I have it's the whole episode is all about being I don't want to, this is the phone, <laughs> the phone and its distractions. Go back and listen to that one. If this is something you're struggling with, and if this is what you're saying to yourself, be honest and say, is my phone what's keeping me from being inconsistent? Is it distracting me from my homeschool and from what's right here in front of me? So the first thing is to reduce your distractions. Maybe you need to pull out of doing certain activities. Maybe it's even really good things. Maybe it's even homeschool activities because it is not fulfilling your vision for your homeschool and your goals for this year. So really evaluate. It can be hard, but it's worth doing because by not having as many distractions, maybe for you, it's too many days out of the house, or maybe it is the TV or it's the phone or it's a neighbor or it's who knows what. Looking at it and really saying to yourself, what really are my distractions and how can I reduce those? Number two tip here is to set a time, now hear me out here, okay, all the way here, and let me give an explanation. Set a time for your formal academic lessons if that is your style. If that's your style, or maybe your days are just jam-packed, or maybe you just have a lot of activities, you don't have much margin, you might need to set a time frame. It doesn't mean you take that whole time. You might say 9 a.m. to 12 noon is our homeschool time. I'm not saying that you have to do it all three hours, but during those three hours, all distractions are set aside and you are 100% focused. There might be breaks. There might be going outside to get the wiggles out. There might be taking a walk. It might include watching a science documentary, whatever it is, setting a time frame so that your formal academic lessons actually happen. And you know that this is my time frame, this time to this time, and then I'm done. And then I can work on whatever it is else that you have going on. Cause I know you have a lot going on. We've got a house we're running and managing and all the food and all the activities and the keeping up with the friends and the family and, and all those things. So sometimes setting a time 
that you're going to work on your formal academics is really appropriate and really good for your family. If that is not your style, then you're going to have to work through this and see what that time frame actually looks like. And it doesn't mean that either one of those is better than the other. Number three is to set up specific time frames for studies that you want to do. And you're saying, why is this different? It is different. Maybe you're saying to yourself, I really want to read aloud to my kids, or I really enjoyed learning about science and reading books about science, or maybe it's history or geography, or maybe it's poetry. What is it that you maybe remember doing when you were younger and enjoying or, and, or what is it that your kids really enjoy doing? And you're having a hard time fitting that in, set a specific time frame. Like I'm, we're going to do this at X time and tell your kids, because you know, who's going to keep you accountable then it will be them. So here's some examples at breakfast and lunch you have a captive audience. It might only be for five minutes. It might be for 10 minutes. It might even be for 30 minutes, but you have a captive audience. It is definitely a time that you can really punch a lot in. I remember many years of not eating breakfast or lunch with my kids and maybe I would snack a little bit, but my time then was focused on reading to them. We would do Bible devotions and do a read aloud and we would just kind of dive into some, some things. Now, yes, sometimes it was maybe only 10 minutes and as they got older, it could be longer, but they were a captive audience for those two meals. Now, yes, you have dinner. You can do it at dinner as well. We chose to do just have family discussion at dinner time instead of doing anything formal, unless sometimes it got too be like Advent time around Christmas, then we would sometimes pack it in there. But set up a specific time frame. You say, okay, every breakfast we're going to do devotions together and let your kids know. Put that book out the night before by your seat on the dining room table or wherever you guys, your breakfast bar, wherever you eat your breakfast so that you know that that's when you're going to do it. Another time would be maybe first thing in the morning. You guys enjoy just kind of snuggling in bed for a little bit then that's great. You can also do maybe a bookend of that first thing in the morning and or at bedtime. That might be a time. You might not have a time to be able to do a read aloud during the day. Maybe you have little ones that are very noisy and are very distracting and maybe they don't take a nap or during nap time is not something that you want to do. You maybe want to take a nap during nap time as well. Maybe it's at bedtime with the big kiddos. Maybe you do a read aloud with them. The little ones are in bed or dad's playing with them. Number four is choose a routine to your day that gives you the homeschool mom energy and one that you enjoy. If you set up a homeschool routine that is drudgery for you, even if maybe the kids like it, that's not usually what happens. Usually if it's drudgery for mom, it's drudgery for the kids too, because they're going to catch on to that negative energy that you have about it. Choose a routine that gives you energy. Maybe you're not a morning person, but you still get up and you're just, but you're just not getting going until maybe 10 a.m. And that's when your enthusiasm and your energy kicks up. Well, then start maybe your formal lessons or start whatever it is at 10 a.m. Doesn't mean everybody hasn't been up for a few hours, but maybe it just takes you a little bit. Maybe you like being up a little bit later. Your whole family does. Then choose that as the routine to do things later in the day. Really lean into what's going to give you energy and what you enjoy, because then you're going to want to carry through with it. You're going to have the desire to carry through with it because it is working with you and just maybe your natural personality or natural inclination. And I've got two more here. The second to last is we're just going to shoot it straight here. Okay. Don't take this personally. Take it because it is something that I have had to say to myself. So it's kind of like I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to you as well. 
that sometimes we as homeschool moms, we just need to do the thing that we know needs to be done. Let's look at an example of providing meals for our family. Maybe that is something that you feel blessed that you have the funds to be able to go grocery shopping and you try to keep that in the back of your mind. (laughs) I'm talking to myself here, but it's just the time that has to be taken. If I, if you don't plan out the meals, don't figure out the grocery list, don't actually go and do the shopping for the food. We can't make the meals. Our family is not nourished. Everybody is hangry and there's no food in the house and things are not good. Sometimes there's just things that we have to do that we don't want to do and we don't, we can't get out of doing. And I'm not saying homeschool, let, hold on here, <laughs> stay with me here. And we just do it anyway. When it comes to homeschool, I know you want to do it. So think of it in light of sometimes I just need to do the thing that I know that I need to do. As I was talking about creating a routine, sometimes there's just things like I need to do math lessons with my kids. Maybe you don't really enjoy math or maybe you don't really enjoy taking the time to do that, but you're seeing your kids are getting older and maybe they need a more formal academic lessons. Maybe they actually need a curriculum for it right now. Keep in mind the end goal here and the fact that yes, it's good for your kids to learn mathematics and computation and just do the thing. Set your day up in a way so that it is not hard or difficult, but you just say to yourself, I have to do this. There's sometimes things that we just know we have to do and just going to put our big girl pants on and we're going to do it. And what we often find, I find for myself, and I think you do probably do too, as we do those things we know we just need to do, as we continue to do it, it becomes a habit. It just becomes a pattern. And eventually in our mind, we start accepting. So what we're doing and you start thinking to yourself, how can I add joy? How can I make this more fun? How can I not bring the negative energy to the math lesson? How can I bring a more positive energy to the math lesson so that my child then picks up on the positive energy for that? And if all of these tips, you've employed all of these and things just are still not perking up. Well, I'll see you over at Clarify Your Homeschool. We'll get you perked up. But in the meantime, maybe you need to find an accountability partner. Maybe that's another homeschool mom friend. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your sister, your mom, or maybe a friend who's not even homeschooling. Maybe it's a mentor that you have in your life and you ask them to help to keep you accountable and to keep up with you and say, how are things going? Because oftentimes we'll find that if we know someone is going to check on us, we're like, oh, I I don't want to, I don't want to lie. I don't want to stretch the truth at all. I actually want to say, yes, I'm staying consistent. We're doing these things that I wanted to do. We're doing the lessons. We're focusing on the areas that are important to my family. And maybe you just need an accountability partner either way. Maybe that's part of your personality. It's good to have that. Some of us like me, I kind of push away accountability partners. I actually have one right now for a certain area of my life. And I hope that in a few months I can share a bit more about that. And it's not easy (laughs) being so for some of us, some personalities to be accountable to others, but it might be helpful for you. So think about that, pray about who that could possibly be. But I hope that these tips have helped you. Let's run through them real quick here. The first is to reduce your distractions. Second is to set a time for your formal academic lessons. Third is to set up maybe specific time frames during the day. That was the one about maybe during breakfast or lunch or bedtime to do some specific studies. 
The fourth is to choose a routine that gives you as the homeschool mom energy and something you enjoy. And number five is to sometimes we just need to do the thing that we know that we need to do. And number six is to find an accountability partner. And the big blessing in Clarify Your Homeschool, you can ask me to be your accountability partner. This is one of the things that I love about Clarify Your Homeschool. Actually, as of recording this right now, we are about to head into our Q&A slash accountability call. And I'm excited to connect with the moms that are in Clarify Your Homeschool. And I know that you love homeschool. You love the idea of your family growing and learning together. You have decided this is the educational path you want to take. You don't want to just do performance-based school system tactics. You actually want to educate your kids. You want them to love learning and to know how to continue learning. And you want to know how to start that, how to continue, how to actually carry through with it. That is your heart's desire. And Clarify Your Homeschool is the solution to that. And in this program, you take the opportunity. (laughs) It's a good opportunity to really invest upon yourself and your family and your homeschool and to break down what is this that we're really doing? Why are we doing this? And what is going to come alongside us? What do our days look like? What are our weeks or months or years? What exactly does it look like right now with the ages that I'm doing and troubleshooting and coming up with amazing plans that you are going to love and setting up a routine you're going to love so that you actually do it. And that fifth tip of sometimes just doing, like you want to do this when we together create and your homeschool lifestyle and then you get to embrace it and live it and love it and then someday watch. Well, right now you'll see as well, but as they get older, really watch the fruit of this time that you will then someday look back out on today and say, I'm glad that I was consistent. I'm glad that I learned how to be consistent. And I'm glad that I invested in myself. You can get all the details about Clarify Your Homeschool at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. I look forward to seeing you over there as well as right back here on the podcast on Thursday. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.